Following in is an extract from the Colonel Panic Oddcast where Jonathan Nadu from the Sonar Project and I discussed the X10 home automation stuff and how you can utilise Linux to run your house. Uh, hopefully people might get a little bit out of it and find it interesting. Hey Peter, I had a question for you though. Yeah, Jonathan? You mess around a little bit with like the home automation stuff, right? With like the X10 stuff and everything? Yep, yep, all the time. What are you uh, What are you using to control all the X10 stuff? Um, hey, you is just a little command line thing, and lately I've been playing with um, Dome and a Slink. I'll get you some. I'll get you some uh, links to it. It, it Dome and a Slink is like a web interface for it, but also I found a really nice little application for the telephones on Android. So yeah, yeah, yeah it's really really good. Like. When I sit out in the back veranda, I I don't know if you heard, but I put a fountain in the in the dam for Jude for Christmas and everything, so we can sit out on the veranda now and just on our telephones turn it on and off and stuff. It's pretty nice. cool. So, like, what's uh, what piece of hardware do you have that plugs into the computer that controls all the X10 stuff? What are you using for that? It's called a CM11 or 12. It's either a 12 over there or a 12 here. And it's just, um, it plugs, it, it's a module that's a bit bigger than a double adapter. It goes into the PowerPoint, um, and then, you know, you plug in uh, something in front of it, into it. But that just has a USB uh, cable that goes into the back here. Well, in my particular case, the Mythbox. Hold on, I'll catch you some links. Are you in um, Oddcast Planet? Uh, no, you can just send it to uh, feedback at sonar-project.org. Yeah, no Feedback yep. at sonar-project. Or I'll email the Colonel Panic Oddcast email address, and you can just reply to that or something. Yeah, right. I, yeah, yeah. do that. And I'll, I'll just whack some links together for you. But Hey You in itself is just a brilliant, and he just keeps developing. It just keeps getting better and better. Yeah, that's that's pretty So I'm, I'm getting interested with... Uh, looking into some home automation stuff for people. So, so Peter, that AU thing ties into the uh, the SAM 11 or SAM 12 thing you are talking about? Well, there's also a thing called a firecracker, which plugs in the back of your um, computer. And that, I think, oh, yeah, it sends out radio frequencies because that's that's originally what the AU remote was, a radio frequency that that went off to just a re- receiver that's plugged into the wall. And the firecracker just sends, sends a radio frequency off to it instead. So um, it's cheaper, but the CM11 is not really expensive. I think it was only about 100 bucks anyway. You'd probably pick them up cheaper. Okay. Uh, over there, X10 stuff is dirt cheap, Jonathan. Absolutely Yeah, I've, I've, I've found, I found websites that, like, sell 
insane X10 X10 adapters. Like I saw one, I was like perusing this website. I can't remember what it was off the top of my head now, but one of them had like this, uh, like an adapter you put in your mailbox, and when the mailman comes, it alerts you, like letting you know, hey, your mail's here. Yeah, I know. There's so much stuff, and and um, you can do. I actually bought a, a three of the. Inf- I I didn't look into it enough. I just assumed it'd be the same, which was probably a stupid thing to do. But over here, I think it operates at 433 megahertz, and over there, it's it's uh, 900 or something. Don't quote me on that. I can't remember. But the frequencies are totally different because over here, I think I pay about sixty dollars for one of the infrared. You know, it's just like a passive infrared. Um, transmitter that sits there, you know, like your lights as you walk past. Right. Okay, so with with the Hey You one, you can program it to send a signal to any one of your modules. So I could have put one in the shed so when the car, we drove the car home, put it in the shed, it would send us the Hey You, um, uh, the signal and turn every single light on, you know, from the outside lights to the entry hall, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it really is. I think they're about 60 bucks here. But before I read into it, I, I bought, I think, three off eBay for $11, brand new from America. Of course, when I got it, a different frequency, so they're no bloody good to me. But that's the oh, difference man. in price. Yeah, so much cheaper over there than here. Let me just clarify how all this is working too. So virtually what you're going to start off with is um, a remote that's radio frequency remote. In your wall, you have a radio receiver that picks up the command, then transmits that over your power lines um, to each module, whether that be an appliance module, a lighting module, um, you know, a a socket module that's actually where you plug your bulb in, screw your bulb in. Uh, Now, in my particular case, I I have modules built into a lot of my light switches. Um, You can also get uh, modules that go in your wall that go between your light switches and your light. So there's numerous ways of doing it. Uh, Also, but what you'll have to do is get, if you have like a Harmony infrared remote, then you have to get a receiver that picks the infrared up and then converts that and then transmits it the signal across your power lines. And there's a few ways of doing that, one of, one of which I have on the wall. So you can also get keychain remotes that are uh, basically the ones I have can do four. They have four buttons. Each button you can program with a module number, you know, whether that be A3 to turn your entry hall lights on or, or A7 to turn your exterior lights on as you get home in the car. What that does is that sends it off to the radio frequency module that's plugged into one of your power points. Once again, that gets receives the signal from your radio device and then transmits that across the power line. So that's virtually how this is working. So with, um, with Hey You, can you... Oh, what was I going to ask? Because like, I, I saw some like crazy scenarios. Like, Could you set up like even like like door openers? Like, Let's say... Let's say if someone's in a wheelchair and someone comes to their door and they want to let them in, could they essentially use Hey You tied into the Android phone or whatever and like push a button to open the door for them? Can they do stuff like that? Um, yeah, I think you could buy stuff up like that quite simply because all you need is a solenoid, some sort of actuator in the door, which you can buy plenty of door locks now that do that sort of thing. Then you would just use an appliance module, which is simply on and off, that 
that activates the actuator or solenoid that unlatches the door. Um, I mean, I, I, I have no doubt you could buy something that uh, even if you couldn't buy something like that, you all you got to do is find an on-off actuator and uh, for a door lock, and yeah, it would be very easy to do. But I'd imagine there's already something built for it if we look at it. I'll have a look for that. And yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think I want to start looking deeper, deeper into the, like stuff like this. Now, with the X10 stuff, does it does the firecracker or the Sam 11 or 12 thing? Does it automatically pick up on all the X10 stuff and know what it is, or do you have to like with Hey You tell it, Hey, this is what this module is. This is what it does. Do you have to kind of program the system to know what it is, or does it automatically know what it does? No, well, okay, what you do is you've got, um, I think there's, it starts at A, I, I already use A, I think you can run 256 modules on house code A, then you can go to B for another 256, I haven't got a thing here, um, I think it goes up to H or something, so there's plenty of modules. With uh, the Domus link, you go through and you tell it, okay, that, that is a light switch, and it's uh, a dimmable light switch. That way, purely your icon um, on your web interface or on the telephone, you've got a little thumb slider. You can slide left or right to brighten or dim the light. <laughs> That's okay. cool. Oh, it is cool, really. I, I've actually been thinking of, um, uh, you know, doing a, a bloody HPR on it because... Yeah, you should. Oh, it's just so cheap. Um but, you know, it's only when you get into doing curtains and blinds you start spending a lot of money on the motor, especially for blinds. The back, and once again, you could probably do it a lot cheaper now because I did it. Jude wanted the blind at the back to go up and down, you know, and and we could do that from the bedroom, and um, it automatically it closes at two o'clock in the afternoon as the sun gets around the back of the house. It opens at six o'clock in the morning. All this sort of stuff. You can do all this. Just a little bit more detail on the CM12, which is the computer interface device. Although it's plugged into the, in my particular case, the MythBox, um, even if the MythBox is off on that, you can still program the CM12, which you cannot do with the Firecracker. So the CM12 you can program with macros. Uh, as an example, uh, one of my macros will, and, and you can use time or certain keywords like dawn and dust, dawn uh, plus 20 minutes dust plus whatever. Um, so you can go through, and my front curtains at dawn will open. Um, as, as I think I mentioned, my blind, my rear blind, at 2 o'clock as the sun gets around the back of the house and starts to set in the west, in summer you don't want the hot summer sun coming through into the kitchen, so that's programmed at 2 o'clock to close, but at... Um, dawn it's programmed to open if it is in fact closed when we go to bed at night so it'll open up and uh, you know let light into the kitchen so you know that's one of the really handy things with the cm12 as well that you do not need a computer hooked up with this all the time you can hook your laptop up to it program it with certain macros and then unplug your thing and it'll sit there and just do you know like turn on my exterior lights get turned on at dusk and they are turned off at dusk plus 90 minutes. And and because you're also in your X10 configuration file, you're putting in your longitude and latitude that it knows that obviously here in summer, you know, it's not getting dark until bloody 8.30, 9 o'clock. So 
the exterior lights don't come on until 9 o'clock in summer, but in winter, instead of just saying come on at, say, 8 o'clock each time or 6 or whatever, that way in winter it then it automatically says, okay, well, it's winter dusk is now 6 at my particular longitude and latitude. So you get the picture anyway. So it's changing all the time through the year. So your lights aren't running during the day or coming on too late at night. So, you know, that's another really handy thing with the CM12. But now, for your original question, all you do with Hey You, to use the most basically, all you do is you might type Hey You on and the address code A3. Okay, now A3 will turn on, whether that's a lighting module or an appliance module. Um, there's heaps of different types of modules, but okay, if it's the blind one on, it'll go to full up. Okay, now if it's if it's a a dimmable light module, you would just type "Hey you um, full bright," then the module number A thirteen, and then it's from zero to twenty two. So if you type eleven, it'll then go. And I'll tell you another thing about our light switches and that in a second. But it'll then go to full bright on, and then slowly dim back to fifty percent. Right. Yeah. If you typed that in Hey You and you and you only had a lighting module but not a dimmable one, nothing would happen. Okay. So, okay. Okay, okay. So you don't have to program the computer interface module at all. Um, it, it just sits there waiting waiting to send the signal over the power lines. The only time you've got to tell anything what sort of modules you have is for the Domus Dominus link, and that's only so I can get the right icon for you. And then um, if it's a dimmable light module, you'll have an on-off switch, but underneath that on the web uh, page, you'll have, I think it's got about seven, it's like it's a line with seven sections, just seven little um, you know, bars. You can click on the middle one, it, it'll dim to 50%. If you click, you know, halfway between that, it'll go to 75%. But that that's the only thing you're doing that for. Yeah, that's, that's pretty sweet. Um... The program you found on the Android phone, does that, is it made by Hey You or it just works with like X10 stuff? Are they like tied together in any way? No, this is all, this is all open source software. Hey You, uh, I can't, I should look it up, but it, I'll look it up in a second. He, he just wrote it, right? And then this, the bloke who wrote Dominus Link or Domus Link, he, he just wrote, there's a few web interfaces out there for Hey You, but that, that's people who just decided, you know, wanted to right, do a right. project, you know, and they just yeah. wrote it really good. And I've only just discovered the Android one the other day because what I was thinking of doing, I've got a, um, you have to excuse me because I, I can't remember the name of all the modules anymore because, you know, I don't play with it so much anymore. I've got a thing up on the wall that's got, it's got like, it's got four buttons, and that's up and down. Then you've got a all on, all off, and a dim, bright. And then it's got a slider along the bottom, which you can... So that four buttons get work modules one, two, three, four. You slide the slider. Then they work five, six, seven, eight, slide the slider, 19, 11, 12, etc. Oh, okay, okay. That's what but, you're saying. Yeah. But what I was thinking of doing, if this packs it in, was getting just cheap Taiwanese tablets and mounting them on the wall and taking the power for them out the back and down and wiring them into the house um, that way. So all you see is this tablet on the wall, and then I will have that just on the uh, Domus Link, you know, have Domus Link open on a web page, and that way you'll have like a, um, 
uh, you know, touchscreen interface on a few of the walls, like up the car, and it would be a cheap way of doing it. I mean, you can buy a decent Chinese tablet now for $66. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and they would look a lot more flash than this thing I've got up on the wall now, which, yeah, it doesn't look bad, but a touchscreen's got to look more impressive, doesn't it? Now, just to clarify once again, the the module on the wall is the IRRF7243 microcontrol module. Now, what it's doing, not only does it have all the buttons on it, it is also one of the devices that will receive the radio frequency signal. The other one is another module just called a TM13 that plugs into any wall socket. It has a tiny little aerial on it, and you can then plug... It's sort of like a double adapter. Um, you, you can plug an appliance or something into it. So it acts as an appliance module as well. But it also is the receiver module for your radio frequency remote or your firecracker. Now, the IRRF7243, the microcontrol module on your wall, not only is it an ER, the radio frequency receiver module, it is also the infrared receiver module that I mentioned earlier so when I have my Harmony remote in my hand, I can then send signals to the, via the Harmony remote, whether that be all lights on, all lights off, um, or all appliances off, whole house off, whatever, or yeah, just just turn the lounge and uh, lights on and dim them, etc., etc. All this you can program, put in the in the Harmony remote, which is infrared, point it at at the microcontrol module on the wall. Gets, it receives the signal, and then it then is plugged into the uh, you know your power point, and it then transmits that across that signal across to whichever um, receiver module that you want to turn on and off. So um, that's how that works. If you do want to use an infrared remote, yeah. The, can you also control like uh, IP cameras and stuff with like KU or whatever? Can you like set up cameras throughout the house and like? tile all into the same system or would you be looking at another program to do that uh yeah i'm not sure about that one johnson because i just use motion these days because i've only got the one camera out the front and i sometimes muck around with another one i put on the bloody robotic vacuum cleaner for a bit of fun as it goes (laughs) off yeah it's just something to do when you're bored so you can as it goes off up the hallway you can watch what it's doing chasing the cat or whatever it's bloody doing but um uh zone minder don't quote me on this, because I used to muck around with ZoneMinder quite a few years ago, and I'm sure ZoneMinder can be programmed that if it... Actually, Motion might do this too, Jonathan. If if any of your cameras pick up a Motion, uh, they start away, they, they automatically start recording on my Mythbox, because that's where it's all, you know, all run from. Um, but I think right. you can also set it up to send a signal through the... The computer interface, the CM11 or CM12, it's, it's 11 over there, it's 12 here. Um, it'll send a signal to turn on, say, your outside lights or something. And so I'm pretty sure that's right. They do all tie in together. You can do all that already. Is there like a Android app that works with that stuff too? Or do you need to do that from the computer? Uh, not sure about that one. I, um, yeah, not, not sure about that one. Um, See, when the end, again, i just just so clarify this a bit too. Um, the Android app is tying into Domino's Link, which is running on my Mythbox, you know, which is running the Apache server. 
So you need okay. to have Apache set up, yeah, for the okay. for the Android because that's what you're doing. You're logging on to your Apache, um, you know, web server running, and Dominus okay. Link has to be running on that for the Android app to work. Yeah. Okay, I see. So, but see, I was going to do this with my Raspberry Pi, um, set it, and just put the home automation on my Raspberry Pi recently. Even then, I thought, well. Yeah, I've got it all set up on the Mythbox. The Mythbox is running more or less all the time anyway, so there's no point in doing it. But I Yeah, that was, that was actually yeah. my next question. I was wondering if you think it would run on a Pi or not. Oh, well, if, if, as long as you can compile Hey You for it, I've no doubt Apache runs on a Pi beautifully, no doubt. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So it's just Hey You, and if you'd know a lot more about compiling software, if... if um, Display would have had to have written it to be compiled on an ARM. Is that the way it works, or can you could you take his software and compile it on the ARM yourself? Or yeah, as long as you have the source, you should be able to compile it for the ARM architecture. Yeah, well, the source is all out there. You get the source when you get his program. So yeah, and now the other thing with um, and it's gotten a hell of a lot better is that the problem with X10 and one of the reasons it's so cheap is it's only one-way communication. So, okay. yeah, if if you're looking for critical stuff like you've got to turn on a life support system, hey, hey, you and X10 is not what you're going to use because I send a signal to my fountain, I get no verification that the fountains turn on unless, you know, I obviously walk out and look at it. Right. Um, yeah. Um, when you get into the C bus and stuff like that, that's really expensive, but two-way communication. It sends a signal, it waits for a reply back from the module to say, yeah, you've got your signal, I've turned on. Hey, you doesn't do that. Um, and if you've got, once again, it's got the filters and stuff in the modules is a lot better, but once upon a time, if you had fluorescent lights or something that puts a lot of noise into your power lines, because this is what it's all being transmitted over, um, maybe you had a fluorescent light or you might have, you know, your 12-volt dimmable um halogen lights well if one of your little transformers for your 12 volt halogen light is noisy puts a lot of then um it might send a signal across your you know uh, house from one end to the other end is good is the is the zigbee stuff the same as x10 or are they two different things uh sorry what was that called Z- uh, zigbee i believe is the name of the company they do stuff a lot like x10 but i can't remember if X10 is the same thing as Zigbee, or if they're two different companies, because I've heard the Zigbee stuff will actually do like mesh networking with with their devices. Um, yeah, I, I've never heard of that one. I'm afraid. Okay. Cool. I have a lot of information to uh, work with. Like I said, I'll, I'll email you so that you have my whatever email address, and you can uh, if you get those links together. I definitely want to do some more homework. Yeah, for sure, Jonathan. We'll um. Uh, yes, yeah, shoot that to me, and I'll, I'll have a look for that thing you mentioned before. I'll check it out. Um, and uh, what we might do is we should do a HPR on it all as you're setting it up. Yeah, right. You could probably just cut out this last 10 minutes and make that an episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you make that part one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> I was just looking up this Zigbee. See, uh, those smart they'd all use the same sort of protocols, you know, but they probably don't. They probably have yeah, one I don't, proprietary I don't think they one. Do. Yeah. yeah, I think they're slightly different. I mean, they they sort of you know 
I've seen a lot of things that say, well, if your you know X Y Z works with X ten, then nine times out of ten Zigbee will work. So I didn't know if you heard of that or not, or if you knew anything about the Zigbee stuff either. Nah, nah first I've heard about it now. Um, I'm trying to think of the bloody X ten site in the states. It's just I might have a bookmark. I, I like I said, I found this one site that had just like things you wouldn't have even thought of, like all different kinds of modules and stuff. And like I said, that the, the, they had the one for the mailbox, like you know, when your mail came and stuff. And I was like, man, there's nothing you can't do with this stuff. Oh yeah, here it is. X10.com. That's all it is. Um, yeah, cameras. I mean, look at systems. Four hundred sixty-nine dollars and. Oh no! Sorry, save four hundred and sixty-nine dollars. It's a hundred and forty-nine bucks. You've got about two, four, six, eight, ten, eleven modules. You've got some huge box that goes on your wall. You've got the infrared, heap of stuff there. I pay about a hundred and ten dollars, I think, for a light switch. Um, just for one. Yeah, just for the light switch. But yeah. Um, yeah, I want to say I think they had like the the, the blinds you're talking about. I want to say those were like a hundred bucks on that on one of those websites. They were pretty reasonable. Yeah, there's one that does. Once again, I don't know the numbers. The one that does the curtain here. What it does is if if it'll start to close the curtain. Okay, it's just the motor that you can take any curtain in your house as long as it's got a cord. You know, a, a round cord, a cord that loops right. down and goes back up. So virtually, right. it's just going around a wheel. Okay, so when you say close the curtain, um, as it's closing, it's also turning a little arm on, on a wheel and that goes around and hits a switch. So you have to adjust it so it hits the switch when you when your curtains just get to be the closed position. When it hits that switch, it's turning the motor in to reverse. Okay, so it stops. Then you have to send the signal to turn that module off. It's actually plugged in. The motor's plugged into an appliance module. So now you've got to send a signal to turn that off, okay? Until you turn it off, you can hit on all you want, but it, it's, um, you know, already on. So you've got to turn it off. The next time you turn it on, the curtain will come back. Now, if you stop the curtain halfway, you cannot then close the curtain again until you come to full open. It, oh, okay. Yeah, okay, the arm sense. hits the switch. Then, but once you get the really good motors, like say for blinds, um, and this is like a, getting a lot more expensive. You can do anything you want. You can you can put it up, down, stop it in the middle, go up again, go down, or whatever. You can say uh, it, it virtually becomes like a lighting module. You can say, okay, I want to dim it to twenty. Um, well, let's say fifty percent. Once again, that's from one to twenty-two. Let's say you choose number eleven. It will close the blind to half, so it's like you know half dimmed. You can say okay, seventy-five percent. It'll it'll close to seventy-five percent, and then you can open, close, go in whichever direction you want, stop it wherever you want. You know. Um, yeah. So, but like I, I think the motive for that, I think I paid a lot of money. I won't tell you what I paid because you'll think, God, you wasted your money. But my wife wanted it for her birthday, so I, I did it, yeah. Yeah, I know how that is. Yeah, that's right. Just to keep peace. It was well worth the money. No, it was pretty cool. Um, and once you find, you don't want to do all your light switches and stuff. You know, there's a lot of light switches you don't need to do remotely and a lot of the curtains that you don't need to do remotely. Right. 
Yeah, Jonesy, you could do your whole house for a bloody few hundred bucks. Yeah, like, and by the sounds of it, I, I think it would work really well on a Raspberry Pi if you just need, like, Apache and a few other things running. I mean, you could totally run that off a of Raspberry Pi. I don't see why there would be a problem doing it. Well, I hope people have found that interesting and may give them some ideas of what to use their Raspberry Pi and, of course, Linux for. Uh, hopefully we might even continue this as Jonathan incorporates this into Sonar. And check that out over there at the Sonar Project and be sure to support Jonathan over at the Accessibility Computing Foundation and you'll find links for them at the bottom of the page if you look down. Okay, thanks. And this is Peter64 from the Kernel Panic Podcast. You have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever considered recording a podcast, then visit our website to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club. HBR is funded by the Binary Revolution at binrev.com. All binrev projects are proudly sponsored by Lunar Pages. From shared hosting to custom private clouds, go to lunarpages.com for all your hosting needs. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike 3.0 license.